Don Luca, smoke you like my hookah Pump fake right, then I step back in illusion That's a boss move maneuver, billionaire entrepreneur Mark Cuban on the viewer, put you rookies on a skewer I stay shitting on you boys like I came up from the sewer Used to have a lot of dollars, now I got a lot fewer What you saying to me? I hope you save it for me I'm about to kill the game, and I put it in my testimony Podcast. This is your host Will. I'm joined here by my co-host Jaren. What's up, guys? So today we are going to be getting into different lineup configurations the Mavericks may have, how their rotations might play out throughout the first half of a game, and then at the end we're going to be getting into like some like fun lineups that we created. Um, if we have a little extra time to go over some of that stuff, um, we're fulfilling our promise of um, five pods in four days or whatever crazy numbers. Yeah. Um, so we are hyped for that, and we are on the A train here moving forward. But before we get into um, this talk here about lineup configura- uh, configurations and the Mavericks rotations, here's an ad from our sponsor, Anchor. We're getting into it, Jaren. Um, you know, there's a lot of debate, I feel like, in terms of the Mavericks' depth between fans. Do you feel like the Mavericks are a deep team or are they going to be like heavily reliant on their starting five or how do you sort of see that playing out? So I think if you, with how the beginning of the season is going to look throwing Christian Wood in the bench or on the bench, I think that this team is pretty deep in terms of that. I think you look positionally and minus kind of the bigs, you know, it's a little thin. Uh, you know, Jane, Jane Hardy is your four, and we don't expect him to play big minutes at all. And then, you know, you look at the guard. Your power forward? What? You're like four as in your power forward or? No, no, no. I'm talking about like guards right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like bigs, bigs I'm listing as like Dwight, Maxi. Yeah, like that's what I'm, I'm not doing one through five. I'm doing like forward or like fours, uh, wings. Fourth in rotation. Yeah. Um. And then you kind of move over at the wings position. And, yes, they have some depth. Uh, I guess really THJ might be the only – THJ and Josh Green are about the only guys off the bench. And, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I think that there could definitely be more added there. But I, going into the season, I like that. Um, it's just the guard. Guard's a little thin. You know, Frank Nielakina, um, Jaden Hardy. Like, it, it just kind of takes a huge drop from there. But – if, if I would say this team is deep, I would agree. I, I think that this team is pretty deep in terms of what they can put on the floor night in and night out. Yeah, no, I would definitely um, second that from the standpoint of, like, the regular season because this team does yeah. have, like, really good regular season players. I just think that there are some questions defensively when you start talking about Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christian Wood uh, come playoff team playoff time when you have those guys coming off the bench and if Josh Green or Frank can't take that next step to be able um, to be at least like competent on offense and they kind of get played out of playoff series like they did last year that is not going to bode well for the Mavericks in terms of their depth there because if they can't start hitting threes at a regular clip or one of them adds you know a sort of tertiary ball handler dynamicism to their game then these are guys that you're going to be looking at that are going to get played out of the rotation come playoff time. And it's going to be um, one the same once again with Dorian and Reggie kind of just getting spent into the ground. 
That's why we've hammered throughout some of these pods that Josh Green or Frank or one of the two, hell, even Theo Pinson taking <laughs> the next step to be a guy in the rotation is um, something that's really at large here for the Mavericks if they're to be able to, you know, take that next step with uh, – because they do need another wing just to take a load off those guys come playoff team. You know, they can no, kind yeah. of get through it in the regular season, but I just think it's going to be hard for them to – manage all those guys properly and um, not run those guys into the ground come playoff time. If they're getting like 40 minutes a game because they, nobody else can hit a three at the wing position. Yeah, no, I like what you bring up here um, between playoff and regular season. I think that this team as of right now is built for regular season. That's, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. But yeah, you know, come playoff time, like, is this team deep? I, that, there's a real question there. Um, you know, really, the two guys you can really count on in the wing position, Dorian and Reggie, and those are your two starters. I don't think you can necessarily count on Tim Hardaway Jr. come playoff time to be consistent, to be that guy off the bench that's going to give you 15 or however many points he has to hit, has to give. And same goes with Josh Green. You know, he just got played out of a playoff series versus the Utah Jazz, what, probably two or three games in. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean – like you have to have one of those guys hit in terms of playoff series or like playoffs. Um, if you're anywhere in the ballpark of making a deep playoff run, like we did this year and same goes for the guard position, you know, uh, like, again, I, I think Frank Nielakino will be better. I said this earlier today in the other podcast. Um, but is he that third ball handler off the bench? No, he's not. Um, and you know, that's, that's where the Mavs need to find depth either via trade or signing, I think trade at this point. Um, and at all signs point later in the season. But yeah, like, I think we're pretty set in terms of bigs. Like, I think, I think this team, I don't want to say is the deepest in terms of that position in the NBA, but I think that they have a solid four guys that could possibly start on any team. Yeah. And in, in a given situation, um, they have four guys that, you know, each of them do something a little different, you know, going back to what Donnie Nelson said with like the bullpen rotation at center. I feel like that's kind of what all the bigs on the Mavericks can do. But, <clears throat> you know, you have one that's like a little more dynamic than the others in Christian Wood, where, you know, he has he actually has the potential to, you know, potentially have a breakout season or something of the sort or, you know, he's in a contract year, things of that nature. So they do have some like talent there and it's not just like, four different guys who can give you 10 minutes a game like Christian Wood, you know, has some a great deal of potential compared to those other guys at big um, versus, you know, like Maxi, Dwight and JaVale, you all know what you're going to get out of them. Yeah, so I, definitely, I would definitely agree with that. Um, <clears throat> in terms of what you were bringing up with, you know, the guards, I definitely second that they're really thin and that's going to be where they need to find somebody because, they really just don't have that third ball handler. I mean, that's been hammered time and time again. Um, but to go back to your point regarding the wings, you know, if you're consider, I don't know if you consider THJ a wing or a guard or what. Yeah, he's he plays that balance. Yeah, you know, the Mavericks being good come playoff time. You know, there's a big argument last year with, oh, you know, we didn't have Tim Hardaway Jr. in the playoffs, and you know, Nico Harrison saying in summer league that Tim Hardaway Jr. is essentially a free agent signing. I think that for the Mavericks to be able to actually like get better, 
THJ has to, you know, rekindle some of that consistency that he showed uh, the last two years before he got hurt. And he needs to, you know, overcompensate on offense so largely that his defensive flaws don't matter. I feel, I feel like either that has to happen or Frank or Josh have to develop a, some sort of three shot, um, you know, a three point shot or one of them gets a little bit better at playmaking and things of that nature or a little bit of both or even um, because I think the guy, the Mavericks are just like one guy short in terms of their whole rotation. I think they can exactly. get by in the regular season, but I think they have, you know, eight guys mm, that I'd, you know, throw comfortable throwing out in a playoff series, maybe seven if JaVale, you know, depending on the matchup, I could see JaVale getting played out of um, a series if the Mavericks are going against some team like the Warriors with Kevon Looney, who's, you know, just too fast and, they, you know, they play a sort of small ball type of lineup. I could see JaVale getting played out of the rotation. So the Mavericks, I think, at this point have maybe – you know, they, they have a seven, maybe eight-man rotation come playoff time. And, you know, with injuries and all that stuff getting taken into account for, um, I feel like they're definitely lacking um, both a wing and a guard. Um, but with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and get into some of these lineups here. Um, hey, I got, I got a scenario for you regarding lineups. Oh, okay. Do you want to save that for the end or do you want to just – No, let's just throw it out there right now. I'm thinking about okay, it. Go ahead. Um. So in Minnesota, you got Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert probably playing on the court at the same time. Like what, what two Mavs do you see realistically matching up against that tall of a lineup? Um, you know, obviously that's a very special scenario, but yeah, like, um, a, I think yeah. you know defensively, ideally you'd want Maxi and Javale out there to be able to guard yeah. those guys. But you know, you can. You know, I think if Christian Wood can prove himself to an extent defensively, um, I think ideally, just given how much better of an offensive player he is in Maxie, I think you'd want Christian Wood and JaVale out there. I think, that, you know, you'd have two big start in that um, scenario. You know, I do expect to a certain extent that the Mavericks lineups um, will have fluidity. They will vary throughout the season. Um, but as good as Christian Wood is, I think he's the one guy that has a chance to plant his foot and really be a staple in the lineup if everything hits for him because his if he played as good as we think he possibly could, then, you know, there's no way you just can't start him. Um, even if he does have, you know, even if he isn't as good of a defender as JaVale or Maxi, um, if he can at least just prove himself a little bit on that end, I think he gets the uh, starting nod at some point. Yeah. Like, and there, I, I, you know, he's 26, 27, actually. Um just in terms of progression, like, I still feel like we can squeeze some sort of potential out of him, assuming he hits. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I think without a doubt, like, Christian Wood is a starter and would start in that scenario, depending on his defensive measures, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the ideal situation there. No, yeah, and I completely agree. And, obviously, like, the other three players in – that sort of scenario would probably be um, Dorian, um, Luca, and Dinwiddie. But if they really felt like they were um, lacking, just because, I mean, the Timberwolves have, you know, two solid, you know, primary ball handlers and Kermit the Frog and uh, D'Angelo Russell. So, yeah, I think that, you know, there's a maybe a scenario where they put Luca the – the bang bros out there and then the two bigs 
and then bring Dinwiddie off the bench with Tim. But um, I think my first inclination would probably be Spencer, Luca, Dorian, and then JaVale and uh, Christian Wood if they're playing the Timberwolves. So yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I just think, you know, it's a very different scenario. Uh, just because I really don't feel like there's another team in the NBA quiet with that kind of stature. Yeah, that has that sort of like twin tower dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I feel like that that was unique. No. Uh, but yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Um, but yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this. Like, this is kind of how we see the Mavericks rotation playing out to an extent. Now, obviously, this isn't, isn't going to be exact. Like, you know, the way in which Jason Kidd's going to be staggering minutes here is going to, you know, vary by game and things of that nature. But this is sort of just like a tentative rotation in terms of like how we think the game could play out just from like half to half, things of that nature. So um, first off, um, we have Luca here. Um, this is what we both agree is going to be the starting lineup based off, you know, reports from Tim Cato and um, other people in the Mav circle. I think this is what we both agree is going to be the starting lineup going into the season unless something changes throughout preseason and training camp, which to preface it very well could, but yeah, could August be. 24th on Wednesday, um, this is what we think. Um, I think the starting lineup is going to be Luker, uh, Luker, Luca, uh, <laughs> Spencer, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, and Phil McGee. Do you have any sort of rebuttals with that? No, I, I, yeah. And I like how you brought up, uh, the preseason and training camp and stuff like that. Cause I feel like there is a lot of roster moves that could happen. Uh, I guess just changes throughout the roster that could happen in that uh, little time window, just from, you know, camp and the few preseason games that there are. Like I could, I could see there being a change in the rotation. I don't know. I don't know as significant as a starting role, but I could see there being a change. No, I completely agree. And who knows if any of these, training camp invites hit and, you know, pine for a roster spot. You never know what's going to happen. I heard this being brought up, uh, brought up on Locked on Mavs the other day that Sala Mejri, um was just a training camp invite, and he forced the Mavs basically to waive Sam Dallenberg, who had a guaranteed contract, and he was on, he on the team. So you never know what can happen with this sort of stuff, but this is the uh, sort of projection. And in terms of the Mavericks making a trade, that's also still a possibility despite, you know, recent comments from Mark Cuban, things of that nature, you know. We can't just completely take that, um, just completely throw that out the window as if it, like, isn't a possibility whatsoever because, you know, if they aren't working the phones when Donovan Mitchell gets shipped to the Knicks, then, you know, they'd be blind. So I don't think they're that stupid. Um, I hope. <laughs> anyhow, um, yeah, so that's probably going to be a starting lineup. Then um, we what I penciled in, I feel like um, Reggie and JaVale would probably be the first two guys to go out. Um, yeah. And then I honestly, like when I was like going through this, I was like, man, are Maxi and Christian Wood really going to play that much together? But then as I started looking at it a little bit, like it actually makes sense to play them together, especially to like cover up Christian Wood's defensive liability. Um, I think that the Mavericks are going to play those two together at a lot of points during the season, um, at least as they current, at least as they currently project, because, um, you know, they can still play five out on offense, um, but those guys can shoot the three. So it still bodes well for spacing. Um, you know, Maxie's really not the best pick and roll big, but Christian Wood, um, I think he was like, I don't remember the exact stat, but he was in like the 90th percentile in terms of rolling or something like that. Don't quote me on that, obviously. Yeah. But, um, you know, he wasn't like too far off from like, uh, JaVale and Dwight and he's never played with a pick and roll ball handler like Luca. 
so when you're looking at this, you know, you, the more it just makes sense the more um because Maxi can is a sort of like pseudo wing. I wouldn't necessarily call him a wing, but he can get out and guard threes and fours if he has to. You know, he's not the most fast footed guy, but he's definitely has quicker feet than a lot of big. So I think, you know, the first two guys to go out would probably be, you know, Reggie and JaVale, uh, Luca and Spencer and Dorian stay out there for a little because uh, Mavericks trying to need two. You know, I tried to make these lineups um, with the Mavericks having some sort of two ball handlers at all times. Uh, it's definitely not going to pan out this way. The more I looked at these lineups, I was like, damn, the Mavericks are, <laughs> they really need a third ball handler. Yeah, they, yeah. But, <laughs> like the more I started like looking through this rotation, but I tried to structure in a way that, you know, I thought that they would at least have like some sort of like tertiary ball handler to an extent, even if it's like Frank, Frank, uh, Nitlikina or Josh Green out there with Luca. So I think, um, you know, Reggie and JaVale, uh, JaVale would probably maybe be the first likely subs. And this is all just guessing. Like, this may not be the case, but, you know, these are just potential lineups that we could go through. So, Luca, Spencer, Dorian, Maxi, and Christian Wood. I think that would be maybe the – Maxi and Christian Wood could be, like, the first two guys to come off the bench. What do you think? Yeah, like uh, – um, yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, you know, I remember we were sitting down on the table and talking about it, and – the more we talked about it, the more we liked that uh, Maxi and Christian Wood could could play off each other. Uh, it, I guess if you want to call it a natural big, I think Christian Wood fills in that spot, and then defensively, Maxi kind of plays the five. Um, Definitely. Yeah, but you know, like like we said, like nothing's like we're we're not coaches here, so we don't know. But I, I would agree that those are probably the most likely first two people off the bench, and then closely after would be tim hardaway jr for probably um spencer uh, yeah i was like spencer dinwiddie is what i'm thinking yeah yeah um so then what we kind of projected after this because you know dorian does usually play a really long stretch of the uh, first quarter so then i think maxi and wood and luca obviously will stay out there i think luca will play the whole first quarter but you never know i think you could change that up um and the more i looked at this the more i realized how many uh minutes Luke is gonna have to play too which is kind of sad but uh, well, he, he's gonna be having a workload in the regular season without the you know with the Mavs like a ball handlers um, welcome us Mavericks <laughs> but yeah then I think THJ would come in for Spencer um I think they give Dorian a quick breather and you know it's gonna be Luca THJ and some sort of combination of Frank or Josh to have some sort of you know if you split the duties between THJ and Frank or Josh, you know, that gives you like, if you combine both of those three guys together, maybe you get one other ball handler. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> you know, you got a guy in THJ, you can create his shot to an extent, you know, you can, he has an interesting little dribble drive game and his little um, just dart to the rim and like throw up the layup as fast as he can <laughs> type thing. And, you know, he has a little pull-up jumper game when he gets, like, red hot. So, he's a guy who can create his own offense a little bit. And then Frank and Josh are, you know, more so ball movers, but they're supposedly working on being that uh, third ball handler for the Mavericks, as, as per Mark Cuban, at least. Yay! Frank Lakina is going to be um, getting a heavy dosage there. So, yeah. And those are, those are, you know, I think between those two guys, that offers a little bit of uh, – creation and playmaking while 
Spencer's on the bench, obviously not like fully ideal, but hey, you roll with the punches, what you can get. Um, yeah, so uh, sorry to stop you. I know Greg okay. St. Jean came out on the Lockdown podcast and basically said that there would be one of either Luca or Spencer Dinwiddie on the court at all times. Um, so that for me, like, I guess if we're looking at third ball handler and the terms of what we think is like Spencer Dinwiddie as a third ball handler uh, last year. Um, and yeah, Frank's not going to fill in that role. And so like, like, I guess what we're trying to, what I'm trying to say here is like, I don't know how many, how many minutes do you think Spencer Dinwiddie played last year? Like 20, 25. Mm, I'd say more 25, 30. Cause he was really, 30. he was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our third ball handler now on the 22-23 roster is going to be, what, playing 15 to 10 minutes a game? Um, I think one of Frank or Josh is probably – See, and it depends. Because, it. It, yeah, it, if they're splitting between the two, then I'd probably say, yeah, more around that 10 to 15-minute marker. Um, but if one of them, like, starts overarching the other and getting more PT than the other, then one of them is going to start playing, like, 15, 20 minutes a game, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's such a weird drop off from last year to this year. And we have to, that's the only thing that we can do is draw, I guess, what we've seen from last year. We have to pull it to this year. And it's just hard to do with Frank. Yeah. And I mean, before the Mavericks made the Spencer Dinwiddie trade, you know, it was just Luca and JB as like the primary ball handlers. But at the same time, I don't know. I just feel. Like, you know, the Mavericks can get by with that in the regular season, I earnestly believe. But if, like, one of those guys gets down with an injury, things of that nature, that's where they really get in trouble, and especially come playoff time, you know, as we saw. So I'm not really as concerned about this during the regular season. You know, there may be games where they get exposed in the sense, but I don't know if it will actually be as big of an issue as a lot of us are thinking during the regular season. But, okay. yeah. you know, like coming playoff time, that's when, you know, things are actually going to start to heat up, and you're going to see, like, the Mavs' lack of shot creation and playmaking really catch up to them. Yeah, um, I, I like that point. Or Josh really comes in and just starts killing it, which, you know, I really hope so. Anyways, you know, um, end of that lineup, like I said, uh, Luca, THJ, Frank, Josh, uh, Maxi, Christian Wood. Then we have our uh, next lineup where I think Luca finally gets his break. Spencer starts off the second quarter running the second union unit. I think that's a, like a pretty safe bet. You know, you keep THJ in there and Frank and Josh for a little bit. And then um, Reggie comes back in. So you essentially kind of have like three wings and a ball handler, but one or two pseudo playmakers. And then JaVale comes back in at the five, uh, gives Christian Wood a break, and obviously Maxi goes out. Um, what do you think about that? No, I, I like that. Uh, I think the key is there is having Spencer Denwoody be that main facilitator on that li- in that lineup. Um. Yeah, like I, uh, like we just said a minute ago. Like I, I just feel like for the offense to even run remotely smoothly, like it has to be one of either Luca or Spencer on the court at all times. Yeah, um, no, I completely agree. And this is going to be that sort of like set, start of the second quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lineup where the Mavericks like really have to buy the minutes they can get without Luca. And um, this is going to be like a key lineup because this might be like one of the worst uh, lineups the Mavericks throw out there. But, you know, these are moments in which uh, can like make a break, make or break a game as we've seen in years past. So this is going to be a key lineup, in my opinion, in terms of like what they can output. 
So I'm interested to see how that rolls. Um, next, you know, Luca's still getting a little bit of a breather here. Um, Frank, the whoever's playing between Frank or Josh comes out. Um, Dorian finally comes back in after a quick breather. And then you play Christian Wood and JaVale together, um, which I thought I could see them getting a little bit of minutes together. Uh, the Mavericks go maybe a little bigger for a second um, to compensate without Luca out there. Um, then JaVale heads to the bench next. Um, Luca and Spencer and Dorian play together. And then I put this in here as kind of like just a, I'd say this is matchup dependent. Um, if the Mavericks are, you know, this is going to be the closing lineup, in my opinion, um, to close out second and fourth quarters for that matter. It's going to be Luca, Spencer, Dorian, Reggie, and Christian Wood. And if you know, if you're playing against maybe a little bit of a bigger team and you need a guy who can guard up a little bit, you might throw Maxi out there instead of Reggie. Um, not too much of a drop off in terms of three point shooting, even though Reggie, I'd say, is like more consistent and does take a yeah. lot more percentage wise. It's not terrible. So I think that's the sort of like closing lineup you're looking at with the Mavericks here. It's going to be Luca, Spencer, Dorian, Reggie, and Christian Wood. And if you're running Reggie out there, you can, some could even argue that's like a small ball lineup, even though everybody in there is like six, five and above. Um, yeah. So th that's like just, I mean, that's kind of it. You know, I, I kind of like went through like, where we went through sort of like a whole half of what the Mavericks rotation could look like. And, you know, I think typically that we, whatever your rotation is in the first half kind of just carries over to the second half, but in the second half, you usually see a lot more variation in terms of, Oh, if this guy's been like hot all game, he'll get a little more minutes and, you know, things of that nature. But I think that's like a kind of like tentative rotation of what we might be seeing out of the Mavericks. Like Jaron said, we're not coaches or anything here. And, you know, obviously this, we can't expect this to be, exactly right but i do think this is like a sort of like little tentative projection that um is actually like noteworthy in terms of what the mavericks could actually roll out um here as we get started up in october um, yeah like without without a doubt i think you could take a few things of what we said at least and we might we might actually see it in the rotation you know maybe those first two guys maybe that is a little first two rotation off uh or maybe tim hardaway jr plays a bigger role than we think uh but yeah, like I think that there's going to be certain lineups at certain times that, you know, we're definitely going to be surprised to see, but maybe they work out. Um, but yeah, like like you know, we're we're just thinking this basically or solely off the top of our heads in the sense like of what we think these guys are going to be. So yeah, and I mean during the regular season when you need more bodies and things like that. Um, it's definitely not a far-fetched to say that guys like Davis Bertans, um, Dwight Powell, Jaden Hardy, even Theo Penson might get some run, or I don't even know who, you know, like like I said, like who knows what the Maverick situation in terms of like trades and training camp guys, you know, squeaks onto the roster. So, you know, you'll definitely see a little more um, validity in there. Uh, I mean, variety in there. But, and, you know, obviously, I think Frank and Josh are both going to, you know, not – I don't – I think both of them will probably play on a nightly basis, even if one starts playing more than the other. Um, and I don't really expect to see too many DNPCDs from them this year just because I feel like they're a lot more essential in terms of this roster construction than they were last year. Yeah. But, yeah, that I – you know, besides that, I think, you know, that's sort of like the main rotation you'd see from the Mavericks if – 
you know, they're in a tight game and they can't really afford to play um, too deep into a rotation. That's what I would think. Um, so what are your thoughts on like, uh, I guess, you know, Theo Pinson and, um, you know, like one of Frank or Josh, like not playing too much would, or, and Jaden Hardy for that matter, I guess wouldn't really surprise me like too much, but um, do you think Davis Bertans and Dwight Powell, you know, like obviously they'll get some minutes, but do you think for at large, they're sort of out of this rotation? Like, do you think we'll be seeing a lot of DMP CDs from those guys? Yeah. Like, I don't know. The one guy that kind of intrigues me as to, I could, I could kind of see him getting more minutes than we think is Davis Bertans. I don't know. I just think his three point shooting might be a little more value than we think, uh, you know, cause Technically, he's a big, um, but he can play off guys like Maxi or uh, Javel, for that matter. Even Christian Wood, you know, he's a kickout option for any of those guys. Um, and, like I just, I, I see him more in like, I, I don't know, like he, he's such a flamethrower kind of guy. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, maybe we're down ten, we just need something to ignite us. Uh, throw Davis in there, why not? Um, yeah, I completely agree. I, I just think that there's certain times for him. I don't know about lineups. I just think there's certain times. No, I would definitely agree. And, you know, obviously his three-point percentage was trending down with Washington, and that's why his contract looks so terrible now. I mean, it was oh, he was an overpay to begin with, but that made it even worse. But I don't know. With the Mavericks last year, I, I earnestly thought, especially during that playoff run, that his three-point shooting was trending up. And, I mean, he did, you know, have some, like, four-point plays, some, like, really, like, cool plays in the playoff series and, like, both the Warriors and Sun series. So, yeah, and, you know, I think we might be kind of, you know, glancing him over just for the fact that he might be, like, the most likely Maverick to get traded if they're able to yeah. do something at some point um, just from his contract. But then again, he is, like, a really hard-to-move contract, so it would definitely be something where the Mavericks are probably sending a pick out with him. But, you know, he just – I would honestly say just because, you know, he can shoot the three and things of that nature, I think, you know – it, like you said, it's probably more likely he gets time at certain points um, when the Mavericks need some offense than like Dwight. Like with the Mavericks' big rotation between Maxi, Christian Wood, and Javale, like I honestly think it in a lot of scenarios, like it makes Dwight like very redundant. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. You know, you have Christian Wood, who's basically a way better Dwight Powell offensively and and defensively. Uh, and then you have JaVale McGee, who does everything better. And I think Luca will benefit him really well. And I think that Luca might even prove that JaVale McGee might be a better roller than Dwight Powell. Um, and if that's yeah. the case, why why is Dwight Powell on the team, basically? And like you said, he becomes redundant at that point. Um, unless he's coming off the bench, which he's going to. But Well, yeah, like I, – I... Like if somebody gets hurt and like, you know, he's yeah, like, yeah, good. He's a really, really good guy off the bench. He's going to provide a lot of depth if he plays. It's just, you know, for a guy that was starting last year, I just view it really hard for him to get consistent minutes on this team. No, I, I completely agree. It's just like the argument that, you know, you'd rather have a winger guard instead of that extra big and maybe just, have more of a, you know, roster filler type guy, like a two-way guy in that spot. So it's just really interesting, um, you know, like that fourth big spot. Like it's just largely re kind of like more redundant. Like, yes, you'd want somebody there for security if somebody gets hurt, but it's weird, like with having a guy that good at that four spot. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so um, anyhow, I do think, though, that the Mavericks closing lineup of Luca, Spencer, Dorian, Reggie, and Christian Wood, though, can, like, legitimately, like, be a lethal uh, closing lineup, you know, small ball lineup, whatever you want to call it, especially if Christian Wood is able to get it uh, together defensively. But that fourth spot in the rotation in terms of bigs is just really weird to me. Um, and hopefully the Mavericks are able to sub it out for a wing or a guard at some point. But we'll just kind of see how that rolls out. Um, but without further ado, before we end the pod, we're just going to go into some, like, sort of, like, funnier, like, 2K lineups we kind of made here. Like, you know, if you're just, like, basing, like, skill sets off everything. Um, so – uh, we made then uh, obviously we don't expect the Mavericks to ever like play any of these, but we just thought we'd make them for fun. So for the three point lineup, uh, I saw that we had Frank on here at first, and then I was like, nah, you know what? Like Luca was a better three point shooter last year, so I would probably go with Luca at the point guard, uh, Reggie at the two, Dorian at the three, Davis at the four, and Christian Wood at the five. Because I mean, you know, you're kind of splitting hairs there between Maxi and Christian Wood, but I mean, Christian yeah. Wood is more of a consistent three point shooter, so I'd probably roll with him. Um, the athletic um, lineup. This kind of like shows the like the lack of athletes that the Mavericks have to an extent. But, <laughs> you know, um, it's not. It's honestly, it's a pretty athletic lineup once you like really look into it. Um, yeah, Jaden Hardy at playing point guard. Uh, Josh Green at the two, Dorian at the three, Christian Wood at the four, and JaVale at the five. Would you agree with that? Yeah, like I, I think the only kind of eye-popping name is JaVale, and then you kind of look at his highlights and you're like, okay, I see why. Yeah, so. me and Jaren were like, watching some JaVale <laughs> McGee highlights and we're like, oh, wow, that's like this guy is still like really in shape for his age, which is really impressive, um, the longevity that he's been able to uh, bestow. Um, the defensive lineup, I this is actually like one that – I don't think we'd ever play together, but it's like really cool to like look up like, oh wow, this well like really locks some other teams up. Um at you know, if you're like talking like strictly that offense just doesn't exist. Um we have Frank uh at the uh, one, Reggie at the two, Dorian at the three, Maxi at the four, and then JaVale at the five. So yeah. it's like a really good defensive lineup. Then the uh, offensive lineup, um we have Luca um at the one, Spencer at the two. Uh, THG at the three, um, Dorian at the four, and Christian with the five. Um, one thing I will say that me and Jaron, uh, when we were making this, like glanced over, I thought was like really cool is that you look at one guy who's consistent in every single lineup, it's Dorian Finney-Smith. Like literally yeah. from the Mavericks closing lineup to the three-point lineup to the athletic lineup to the defensive lineup to the offensive lineup. Um, I mean, it's just really impressive to me. Uh like just sort of the versatility that he plays with. And I, I just points a lot to him and how good he is and essentially is to this team. Like, I just thought that was really cool. Um, so yeah, shout shouts to uh, Dodo, but um, we have the garbage time lineup, you know, this is, obviously <laughs> this could change greatly depending on who comes into training camp and who sticks on the 15 man roster and the two way contracts. If the two way guys are available to play and things of that nature, but as currently constructed, um, we put Jaden Hardy at the one, uh, Theo Pinson at the two, um, and the three spot I put whichever one of Frank or Josh uh, doesn't play that much in the game or uh, Tyler Dorsey if he's available because uh, Mavericks currently don't have another two-way guy there, and Davis Bertans and Dwight Powell, which those last two names you're like, oh, wow, like 
these guys were kind of like staples in the playoff rotation last year. But, I mean, it just kind of shows the roster uh, difference with Christian Wood and uh, JaVale coming in. Um, so, honestly, like really not that bad of a garbage uh, timeline. Yeah, I was like, I, I yeah. think this garbage time could uh, could produce yeah. some points there. But <laughs> Yeah, they, I feel like the Mavericks are going to have like one like late March game that we're all just like dreading where they're down by like 15 and they throw in the garbage lineup in too early and then they just like screw around and like get them back in the game and but uh and then they're forced to put the starters out there and then um one of the starters gets hurt and the Mavericks end up losing a really close game it's just going to be a big conundrum I, I don't know that's just like my first inclination is just to think of like the worst case scenario as a Mavericks fan but hey we're used to it we're used to it um and then the last lineup um we didn't make a small lineup but we made like an all big lineup which I thought was funny um, just like who, who could the Mavericks like throw out in terms of the biggest guys on the floor that would actually technically kind of still be a lineup and be Luca. Um, you know, you, you can go with the argument like, oh, Dorian's an inch taller than Luca, but I mean, like Luca plays, you know, above his size, obviously. Uh, I'd probably put Luca, Christian Wood is the other ball handler out there, uh, Maxi, and I guess Dwight as the wings, and then JaVale at the five. Um, and then if I just had to make a guard lineup off the top of my head, it would probably be like um, if we're just like looking at strictly like the smallest guys Mavericks could like put out there, you know, they, they're not a small roster by any means. No, they're not. No, Jaden Hardy's like the shortest guy at like 6'4". Um, but it'd probably be like Jaden Hardy, THJ, Theo Pinson. Um, and maybe you're looking at like Reggie. And, what, then what oh, spin yeah spencer yeah. reggie would play the five <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah he'd be a and reggie's loki an underrated rebounder like i think that gets glanced over a lot he can he can he can snack some boards um he showcased that a lot um especially in the playoffs last year um right place right time so yeah he, he might be able to um really clock some um boards um or as the you know the frank nitlakina stand out there on twitter that you know, I was very passionate about him. You know, if Frank's out there playing the five, then he's locking up Jokic and B, Giannis, you name it. Like two uh, two podcasts in a row. Yes. And and I actually like watched Panda Hank 41 on YouTube. Shout out to him. I looked at the so me and Jaren and I watched like the Frank Nilakina highlight video from last year. And there's one play of Frank Nilakina <laughs> um guarding Jokic on like it's like Jokic is like forced to take like a step back fadeaway at the end of the shot clock. And, you know, he, like, misses it back iron. And um, Frank was guarding him. And, I mean, it was good defense, but it was a very, like, favorable scenario for Frank. And and this is what the guy was talking about in terms – I assume this is what the guy was talking about in terms of Frank being able to (laughs) lock up Jokic, as he said to us. So, I I thought that was really funny. So, on that note, we'll go ahead and end the podcast. We will be back tomorrow night. We're going to continue the five pods and four days agenda until we just – absolutely ball our eyes out with no more content left in the offseason. We need something to happen, especially with Kevin Durant deciding to just say screw it all of a sudden and not go anywhere. I mean, you know, that in itself is content, but wouldn't be as much content if something actually happened. So yeah, exactly. um, if you if you have any closing thoughts, if you don't have any closing thoughts. uh, I, I do. I do. I do. I oh, go ahead. Congratulations to Udonis Haslam. So there we go. Oh yeah, <laughs> UD coming back. Um, I think he's he's 42 right now. And uh, somebody I saw on Twitter like um, said something on the lines of like, you know, congratulations to Udonis Haslam and such a 
long career, but you know, the last seven or eight seasons don't even count. So I thought that was, really <laughs> funny. um, but Hey, um, that's a heat culture down there, baby. Uh, gotta get your body fat percentage checked anyways. <laughs> um, uh, with that being said, um, rate us on, um, Apple podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. If you made us this far in the pod, we really, uh, thank you. And, uh, appreciate you guys listening this far. Uh, follow us on Twitter at mainstream underscore Maz. We're tweeting over there all the time, putting out content for the viewers. We are grinding here and we would really appreciate the listen. Um, so anyways, you guys have a good uh, night, day or morning, whenever you're listening to this and we guys will, uh, we will see you in the next one. Peace.